0: Now, this morning in my office, I asked the Lord to sort of help me say something to you that might help you, something practical. Uh, that's the only thing I know is it practical. I, I suppose I'm somewhat of a mystic, but, uh, you know, I'm not up in heaven yet. Well, I, I belong to a heavenly crowd. Uh, my citizenship's up there, but I'm not at home. I'm in I'm in the devil's country, traveling through his land. Not that he owns it, but he's a usurper here. So, as I go along through, I've uh, had a good deal uh, of practical experience. I think of everything in the terms of the practical. And this morning I read these verses from Jeremiah again. I've been reading Jeremiah recently. I want to thank him in heaven for what he did for me when I went out to be God's true prophet and didn't waver. You know, we're going to be greatly obligated to all God's true prophets when we get up yonder, meet them up there, and know the folks that never compromised, never trimmed. So, I read this this morning. It didn't mean much to me at first, but. The more I thought about it, the more it meant to me. And I won't talk to you just a few minutes about it. In the fifth chapter of Jeremiah, and I notice, Run ye to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. Get around and see what you can see. Be a sightseer. Run around, look it all. Uh, you know, a great many people never see anything. They miss everything in life. It's wonderful to be alert what's going on. Especially alert to what's going on in your field. You take the great, successful businessmen, they're alert. Like that. There isn't a businessman in this country that's outstanding that isn't alert. He, uh, They get out statements about the financial situation and this and that and the other. They alert every movement. The businessmen of America have their ears to the ground, uh, and they keep up everything going on. They're alert. Uh, you take the people in this country today that's, uh, for instance, labor, organized labor, is alert to the movements of the time. Democratic parties are if if they find something going wrong, they say, we better check that and neutralize that and do this, the Republican Party the same way. Everybody seems to be alert, but us Christian people, we, we're not very alert. You know, Jesus said that, said the children of the world are, are smarter than you folks. They're wiser in that generation than children of light. They're more keyed up to the situation. All right. He said, I'll run through and throw through Jerusalem and see how now and know And seek broad places thereof, if he can find a man, if there be any that executeth judgment and seeketh the truth, and I'll pardon it. Now notice, though they say the Lord liveth, surely they swear falsely. Now notice, O Lord, are not thine eyes upon the truth? Thou hast stricken them, consumed them. They have not grieved. Thou hast consumed them, but they have uh, refused to receive correction. They have made their faces harder than a rock, and they have refused to return. Well, see, so you know, when I read that this morning, I said, Jeremiah, that's current literature. You judge the people by their responses. That's an unchangeable principle in human nature. You can judge a generation by its responses. You can judge an institution by its responses. You can judge a pulpit by the thing which the pulpit responds. A pulpit that doesn't respond to the proclamation of the gospel and the saving and regenerating grace of God isn't a Christian pulpit. I've been in a many a place in my time as a preacher, hold a revival meeting, and there's some minister that I never maybe was trained in that line. And he had certain reserve in his makeup that it didn't go along with it very well. and. But if he's a good man don't you worry about it i remember years ago i went to a little southern town where the most aristocratic presbyterian preacher i ever knew was pastor the most gentle refined courteous gracious man i've ever known i think and he came to the service he's in the meeting he was a gentleman and he went officially into the meeting first night i preached a simple gospel sermon and gave him invitations Some sinners came up and accepted Christ. The man was a trained theologian and a Christian and knew the gospel. He looked the situation over, and when he got through, he came up to me and said, You know, Brother Bob, he said, I wasn't reared like this, you know. I never had uh, much of this kind of training, and uh, I didn't know how I was going to take to this thing. But he said, you know, we are in such a desperate fix in this town. He said, "This anyway, Lord, any, anyway, this looks like the Lord's way. He was a good man. He was a good man. He responded right to the right thing. That's always a test. I used to worry about men with wrong responses. I never saw a good man in my life who wouldn't respond to the right thing. may not be exactly his way of doing things. Uh, It may not be just exactly his approach, but he responds, and you watch him. The man that doesn't respond isn't right. I have no confidence in the integrity, and Christian integrity, and religion, of any preacher in this country that doesn't respond to this institution. Now, they might say, we think it would be better to do it through our own churches. I can understand that. They might say, we wish our own denomination to do something like that. I can understand that. Of course, might be nation at war. But no good man. Now, you remember that, young fellas, especially you preachers. No good man, fundamentally good man, ever failed to respond the right thing. That's what you are, your responses. That's the test. Now, you may not respond to a fellow's way of doing it, you may not respond to the style and the technique, and you might think it's not the best technique and the best style. But you're awfully careful about how you oppose things. If you are right, your responses are usually right. You know, I wish I'd have known all this when I was a young fellow. I'd have saved myself a lot of trouble. I wore out my life as a young man trying to line folks up, and you'd have lined them up, they wouldn't have been any good. Got them lined up, you had been better off without them. And you know what we've done? We've gone out to appease people and appease them and appease them and appease them to get them lined up, you know. He's a mayor, he's a judge, he's a congressman. Or he's somebody else. uh, If we just get him now, we'd get the attention of the town and put the thing over. And you get him in and he kills it. Get the good folks. (laughs) Set up a good program. Can't get but one little woman in a little dark calico dress. Get her to line up with. See wait. Those old sisters are all for us. You won't find no country woman out here in this country anywhere that loves the Lord, knows the Bible, listens to our radio program, but what you'll find to line up for us. Down the road here a few weeks a days ago, a country preacher had a girl in his school, that want to be a missionary. And this man, some of the leaders of his denominations have been very friendly to us. So this man said, uh, I think Bob Jones University would be the best place for you to go. I've, You know, they're trained missionaries, they? trained preachers. They believe the gospel. And she came up here and we said, who sent you up here? She said, my pastor. Well, that's nice. He, He's all right. She said, Well, I guess I shouldn't tell you, but said, You know, uh my principal at high school tried to get me to go to another school, named another school worldly. I knew what he was. Principal at high school was a worldly man. Her pastor at heart was a spiritual man. You know something? A spiritual man responds to the spiritual. Worldly people respond to worldly things. Jeremiah said, "Look around, see. Say, did you know you can judge a man by the way he responds to discipline?" We had a girl signed up to come down to your school next fall. They brought the letter and showed it to me. No, I, I had the letter. That's right. Some good old mother just figured I was an old timer. She wrote me a letter said my daughter signed up to come down that. Uh, Bob Jones University next year, and she's heard that she got to wear holes down there, and she doesn't like to wear holes. And she said she wouldn't go to a school where you had to wear holes. And said, I want to try to get her down there because she's so easily influenced. said, If we could just get her there, she'd be influenced for the good. I wrote back and said, In the substance, there's two things wrong with your position. First place, any girl that decides on what school she's going to attend because she can wear holes or can't wear holes, we don't want her any. If that represents the depth of her character and the stability of her makeup, if that represents it, who wants her? I said the next place we're not looking for folks that's easily improved. We're looking for folks in this country that's not easily improved. We're looking for folks that can't be swept off that thing. Doesn't take much of a wind to blow a fellow. We read in the Bible about people driven by every wind of doctrine. They just drift. Nothing to it. A person easily influenced, this side, that side, other side, no good to yourself. The Bible says a uh, devil minds, man's unstable in his way. He said, if you want anything, to ask it in faith, not wavering. He said, "If you waver, you're like the waves of the sea, you're driven the wind and tossed." And he said, "Don't let that man think he gets anything from God." You can get a fellow in this town today when somebody wavers and God gives him something, he gets a blessing, and says, "Thank you, God," and starts downtown. Before he gets downtown, somebody talks him out of it. In the early days of this school, we used to try to keep people here, just hoping to help. We never had only one like that in our life, and we weren't sorry if they left school. One fellow came to our school, uh, came in a few weeks before we graduated, and said, I'm a thief. I've stolen money ever since I've been in this school. Gone out at night and got drunk, hit out. That's back in the early days of school. He said, I run with a crowd. I was always easily influenced. He said, but last night I got on my knees and confessed all my sins. And I want you to forgive me. I was younger in those days. School just started. I said to this fellow, well, we have a discipline committee. Uh, They'll have to handle your case. He said, I'm going to pay all the money back I've stolen if I can find out from whom i stole." I said, all right, go ahead. So I got to what I said, and school's nearly over. Maybe the fellow is converted. I'm an evangelist. And by the way, he'd been a perfect hypocrite. Nobody knew one thing about his being crooked. That fellow finished school. He's one of the half dozen graduates we've ever sent out that's not loyal. He had no stability. The devil talked him out of what God did for him. You know, an unstable man isn't, uh, he's no good. God won't trust him. God says, I won't give him anything. Of course, if I give him something, somebody will take it away from him. devil said, I won't trust him either, because he might get on God's side, line up on that, and tell on him. You had a bad fix, <laughs> unless your responses are up. Some folks come along, they have trouble, they just give up. Some people get bitter, bitter and sour. Did you ever see a girl maybe grow up in a home and she uh, never had much of a chance? Maybe she's had somebody imposed on her. Uh, maybe she didn't get a square deal. Maybe she didn't. You don't argue about that. But she goes out all twisted and twisted and twisted. She couldn't take it. She wasn't there. She, uh, she gets sour all the worse. She gets bitter. Can't stand punishment. I know other folks can take it. I saw one woman been bedridden for 60 years old. Had the sweetest smile I ever saw on a human face. 60 years.
1: Her responses
0: were good. <laughs> Aches and pains, but in her heart. She looked up and said, isn't God good? Hmm. You know, it isn't where you are, it's what you are. Makes a difference. How would you feel if you were in jail? Paul, how you like a jail? <laughs> well, I can sing when I'm in a dungeon. You can, why? I met Jesus on the Damascus Road and I respond to him, see. My response is a Paul, you've been pretty well beaten up, haven't you? Got a lot of scars. Yes, yeah, sure you have. But what do you do with them, Paul? No, I glory in tribulation. What are your responses? Listen, don't try to line up folks on God's side. Just show them God's side. They don't line up without your calling and begging and pleading. You're wasting all your time. They'll kill it. Listen, years ago, I went down to the state of Alabama and put on a statewide evangelistic campaign all along my native state. I took my car and drove over that state day and night and set up uh, in, I think, every county, seat town, the state, I set up a revival. They had a Christian businessmen's organization down in Alabama, good organization. And uh, they all—it wasn't a big one, it was pretty good—we had a good field man, one of the finest men I ever saw, he's going to heaven now. So we organized nearly a hundred Christian businessmen's organizations down there. What became of them you can't find. Why? Well, they said we got to get Mr. So-and-so in he's a big man you know just get him in you know he stands wherever in the church. Now they just got together and said we want to have a group of people here to win souls to Christ. I want all of you folks now it's going to mean something. You're going to to have a hard time. It isn't easy. You'll be kicked around and cuffed about even by some of the preachers. But we're going out after souls. Now, if you want that now, if you want that, you just come right on now and we'll organize a little group. Might have got some old ignorant fell in. You might have got a few good ones. But they wouldn't have died. You knew, students, all the trouble I've ever had, I'm to blame for. Not all the sorrows. I'm not to blame for my mother's death. That's the sorrow. I don't blame anybody but myself for all the s- troubles I've ever had. If I'd have had the right responses, I'd have been all right. What are they? Cast a burden on the Lord. If I hadn't always done that, I'd carried it now. Fussed about carrying it sometimes. Come me all ye that labor heavily, I'll give you rest. I said, Well I work it out. I could add rest. Take my yoke when you hook up with me, hitch up with me. I don't blame anybody, I don't blame any enemy I ever had. I don't blame anybody in the world for anything that I've ever had in the way of trouble with myself. Got some enemies you you will have if you have them out, What are you going to do with them? What did the Lord tell you to do with them? He said, love them. He didn't tell you to lick them. He said, love them and I'll lick them for you. You just love them and let me lick them for you. God can knock all enemies you ever had out of the ring if you're going his way. You know, one time I had a fellow gave me more trouble. And I didn't know what to do with the guy. But one day he died. Didn't bother me anymore. And you know, I think that God let him trouble me when I needed some trouble. God can handle you enemies. What are you worrying about?
1: People say, I have so
0: many hard times. Oh, I've listened to them till they've driven me crazy. That's the reason I'm crazy. <laughs> Coming to all sorts of trouble. See. And they get through, and I say, Is that all? Yeah. And then they won't tell it all over again. <laughs> and go a little more minute detail and they skip something and go back to that. And, and when they go back to that, they start there and then come over it again. See. You ever have one like that? They, they, they say, I forgot something and jump back to what they forgot. And instead of saying this and then jumping back where they started back, you see, they go back where they forgot and start there and go over it again, see. And they always forget some of the details. <laughs> have to go back. You know, one day I thought about it. I said, well, after all, it's been a pretty good thing for me to have to be patient. Because it's been mighty hard for me. And I have to. When you're all hold a meeting, you've got to sit there and listen. Got to listen. You've got to sit there and just look. But it's a blessing. Young people, listen to me. As I look back over the years, there's never been one thing in my life that ever happened that came to me except what I've done myself that was wrong. There's never been anything in my life that wasn't good for me. Let's get our responses right. Now, you do some heart searching, will you? Maybe you're a Christian. Listen, you can get straight. If you've got just an ordinary, normal sense, you can get straight. Any kind. And you can be something for God. And you can find out when you go out for God. Set up your programs. Set up your programs. Don't try to pull folks in to get them in. You'll never do anything. It would hurt the cause. Go out and people talk about taking them in the church. Drive get churchmen. Get some more unconverted. Have a revival. Let the power of God come upon them and you don't have to ask them to join the church. They'll be trying to get in if you are that kind of church. You'll get good folks. You know one thing that made Bob Jones University what it is? Most of the folks that come here are good folks. A bad guy wouldn't want to come here. Fundamentally bad. Of course, his mother might send him. And some crazy folks might come But a fellow fundamentally bad wouldn't voluntarily come to a place like this. You've got to have a little something that. That means... You have right response. Uh, you will wear holes if necessary. Get here. That means you have the right response.
1: Anybody that says
0: to me, Dr. Bob, I want to come there, I say, well, that fellow's got a little something in him. He may be weak. He may not be all he might be, but in his heart there's something that answers to him. God give us the right responses. Our Heavenly Father... We can't do anything unless you help us. We're weak and frail, we blunder, we stumble and fall. If there's anybody in this room this morning that's here in this school that isn't right, help him get right. Maybe somebody been pretending to be right isn't right. Spirit of God speak to them. Remember when Nicodemus went to you to see you, Jesus, you told him that no use to tell you anything unless you're right. You have to be born again. Anybody that has, isn't right with God, help them get right. Keep your heads bowed just a moment, will you? I wonder how many people in this room this morning can say, now listen, I know I've been converted. I know I've been born again. And in my heart, I love Jesus. And I'm in fellowship with him now. Let me state it over again. I know I've been converted. I know I've been born again. And in my heart, I know I love Jesus Christ, and I'm in fellowship with him now. If you can say that, put your hand up, will you? Keep it up just a moment. Keep it up just a moment, please. All right, thank you. Now take it down. I wonder if anybody here this morning can say, well, I have been converted, but I'm not in fellowship with Christ. And I'd like to be remembered in prayer. I'd like to get back in fellowship with him. Put your hand up. Anybody? There's one, God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else here? Is anybody here that can say I've never been converted, but I, I'd like to, I'd like to be, I'd like to be a Christian. I'd like to know I'm saved. I would like to be remembered in prayer. Put your hand up. Anybody? Wait just a minute. The only hand that I didn't see go up was that hand that went up just then. Our Father, bless that dear girl and help her to come into fellowship with you today. You said if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us more than righteousness. You are our father, Jesus Christ, our lawyer, our advocate, pleads our case. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. And uh, he knows what to say. He has scars. He died for us. And he pleads those scars and pleads his blood. And we pray You bless this dear girl. And may this be a wonderful summer her. May she get on pitch spiritually. May her heart sing in response to the music of heaven. For Jesus' sake. Amen.